Welcome back to Tom's Take. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Um, the footy's about to kick off. I'm kicking back. Jared's getting ready to cap an absolute beating. Cap? Cop an absolute beating. I'm tired. It's been a long day, but we've got 20 minutes to bang out for you boys. So, I hope you're doing good. Now, if you haven't seen by the title, I, I think I've got a pretty interesting topic for you today. So, Tom's take today is halves are not being overpaid. Now, I think there is a, a bit of a narrative going around in the NRL at the moment that halves are being overpaid. Um, you know, let's let's look at personal experience. People offering Luai a million dollars market value. Um, you know, you can probably say Latu Fainu getting paid 500000 on potential. Uh, Jaden Sullivan getting 550000 the other day. Uh, Jack Cogger's number could come to around, I'd say, four fifty, um, and people are going to claim these people are overpaid. Ezra Mam's going to probably demand eight hundred to a million. There's a lot of a lot of halves that are going to demand big money, and obviously the the newest one that we or the the one we're seeing at the moment is Tom Dearden, Um turning down what was it seven or eight hundred, or not turning it down, but being offered it from the Cowboys. And there was talks he was going to turn it down to seek a bigger deal. So, what is my point? What is my point? Now, my point is, my take is that halves are not being overpaid in this current market. They're not. Um, and this is why. I've got a couple of reasons. So, so point one, why they're not being overpaid is because they are so valuable to the team. They are so valuable to everything a team does. To have a good set of halves will take you a long, long way. If we go through the current top eight sides and compare their halves to the bottom eight, I'm sure it'll be clear cut. Um, It'll be pretty clear cut. Um, But this is taken away from the fact the fullbacks and the nines and the props. This is just the halves in these teams. Okay, so Panthers, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. Broncos, Ezra Mam, Adam Reynolds. Warriors, Metcalf. Dallium Johnson, Storm, Munster Hughes, Raiders, White and Fogarty, Sharks, Trindle currently, Hines, Dallium winner from last year, Knights, I'm going to get to this one, Gamble Hastings, we'll get to this one, Rabbitohs, Walker, whatever you say, but Ilias, all right, but Walker's a superstar, then you go down to the, you know, the upper echelon, we'll keep in this upper echelon kind of tier, we got Moses and Brown, Townsend and Dearden, Cherry Evans, Whatever your feelings are, Schuster, Jerry and Schuster, right? So this is what I want to prove, right? People look at people look at the Knights and say, okay, well you got this argument about the top teams have the best halves, right? No, not necessarily, because we see many teams down the bottom here, like the Bulldogs, Burton, Sexton. Where you want to put Sexton, regardless, but I'm going to mention Burton. Dragons, Ben Hunt, um, you know, we've got the Dolphins with O'Sullivan, who people had huge raps on last year, the Roosters with Kiri, Sam Walker, Sandon Smith, who I think has been really good, you got the Seagulls down here with Cherry Evans and Schuster, and they're sitting in 11th, my theory is that the fit of the half to the team is more important than the name, alright, now, you're probably going to say, what? Just because they fit better doesn't mean they should be paid more. You have... When you find a player that fits your system perfectly, you have to get them. Now, the Knights, for example, have been super lucky 
super lucky because they picked up Gamble on a pretty good deal, I would say, coming out of Brisbane. Um, and they didn't even expect him to be there. They expected it to be Ponga, right? But since Ponga's gone back to fullback, Gamble has been a much better fit. He's been able to sit back and just be a great support player. And he's got he's got those moments in him where you're like, this guy is... He's, got, he's actually got a lot of upside, right? Hastings. Now, people had their their ums and ahs on Hastings at the Tigers. Then, you know, people saw a lot. I Like me, I loved him. And I thought, you know, if we're going to build a really good team, he's got to be there. But 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 uh, anyway, he gets traded for Clemmer. You know, that, that happened. That's fine. I think both teams have... You know, obviously the Knights are pushing finals and the Tigers are going to get the spoon. But you look at Clemmer's numbers this year. He's been really good, okay? So, Hastings, Gamble... Right, you look at them two halves, and you're like, "That's those are," and as we all did, those are not, those are almost bottom four halves in the comp. But what they do is they unlock the ponga that we are seeing right now, and that is invaluable. Invaluable. Now, not over extremely like give Hastings and Gamble to like a million each, right? No, you still pay them. You still pay them according. To what they do on the football field. But the way they unlock Caelan Ponga is so important for these teams that it's actually better than going out and, and, and just jumping at, you know, Luai or jumping at, you know, I'm looking at these players here, you know, jumping at uh, Trindle, you know, jumping at these players Clifford did and jumping out at them and saying, no, I need them, I need them. Oh, we can get Fogarty for end of, uh, 2025, jump at him. You know what I'm saying? So... Getting these players who fit the system, right, instead of, and the Knights were guilty of it, they put Ponga in there with Miller because they just wanted the big names, right? They wanted the six spine. Didn't work. Instead, they've got Hastings, Gamble, Crossland, who unlocked Ponga's game to perfection. This is why the fit of the half is more important than the name, and this is why no half in this comp is being overvalued. No half. They can't be overvalued because of what they, the different things all these different halves can bring to a football team. Right? Ben Hunt. Let's talk about Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt was top five in Dally M last year. Dragons, not good this year. Right? But people will still look at Ben Hunt and say, oh, Ben Hunt, he's one of the best halves in the comp. He is, but the way, the way he plays... The way he plays, I would say, would fit other teams better at nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, he's going to play well for the Dragons at seven because he is the only seven there. But you talk about where Ben Hunt's going to go, and they're like, he's nine there, nine there, nine at the Roosters, nine at the Broncos, or maybe maybe even nine at the Titans. You, t- you talk about these things, and that's because that's where he fits. You know, they're not going to shift all these players around. like this. So, the Broncos is pretty obvious because they've got Mam and Reynolds who are already working, so you slot Hunt in at night, right? That's fine. But when people were talking about the Roosters and him potentially going to the Roosters to play night behind Kiri and Sam Walker, that was a fit. That was a fit. Because it was like, okay, well, that means Cheese can revert back to a bench role and he can come on at a later time and it just worked way, way better. The fit was better and it looked better on paper. Fit is so important with these halves. This is what I'm trying to say. So let's let's go let's go to a random team. Alright, let's go to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs from this year. 
had Carl Oluwapu and Matt Burton uh, at one point. And they were losing a lot of games. That's not because these two individually aren't good players. It's because they don't fit. Burton's not a seven. And Oluwapu isn't the game manager. Burton's not a game manager. Neither of them were fitting together. They These halves need to have a combination. Okay? So, <clears throat> that's just... I want to lay that out first, right? The fit of the half is more important to their value... Okay, so so this could be take. Let me let me let me fix this up. So this could be taking our contest to me saying, oh, okay, well you know, Para need uh, more of just a bomber than a runner. So Mitchell Moses is a better fit than Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary is a better player, but what for what Parramatta do and how they play their game? Mitchell Moses is probably a better fit. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, good. That's good. Thank you. Right. Okay. Whew. Let me calm down. Let me get into my next point. All right, so we need to also look at the contract lengths of these halves. So when these teams like the Tigers and the Knights are going out and getting the Coggers, the Finus, the Sullivans, and the Caesars of the world, right? You have to look at who's on the market. Right, let's even go manly with Brooks, all right? Let's even go manly with Brooks. So you've got to look who's on the market. So... These are the long-term contracted sixes and sevens, right? Who who are probably untouchable. Probably untouchable, okay? All right. So, Matt Burton to the end of 2027. Nico Hines to the end of 2029. Cam Munster to the end of 2027. Jerome Hughes, 26. DCE, end of 25. Probably retires. Uh, Jackson Hastings, even. End of 25. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, five-year extensions. Nathan Cleary, a huge extension. Cody Walker, 25. Ilias, 25. Hunt, 25. Uh, Katoa, 25. Sam Walker, 25. At bare minimum, these guys can't be spoken to until November 1 next year. Yeah. Because they're end of, 20, end of 2025. So they can't be spoken to by rival clubs to the end of next year. Right? So then you go, well... You look at the Tigers, they had no halves on their books because Dewey's injured, Brooks is gone, and they're not going to bring Matt Wakem, right? So, you look at the short-term contracted halves, all right? Ezra Mam, end of 24, Adam Reynolds, end of 24, Fogarty, end of 24, Sexton, end of 24, um, Boyd, end of 24, Kieran, end of 24, Kieran, Kieran Foran, end of 24, uh, SJ, end of 24, Metcalf, end of 24, Dearden, Townsend, Clifford, 24, Luai, 24, uh, Kiri, Kiri, Sanders, Smith, Milford, Amone, 24. Okay. <sighs> Mam and Reynolds will not go anywhere. Mam and Reynolds won't go anywhere. They will resign. So so you immediately take them off, right? In my opinion, you take you take them out of the equation. Because because you're gonna have to offer a lot of money to pry them away from Brisbane. And that's an overpay. Right, that's an overpay. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cross them out. Jamal Fogarty is in an interesting spot. Really not sure what to say about him, but I'm gonna say you need to kind of pay him overs to get him out of Canberra, because that system's kind of set it up for him to be the seven for quite a while. So let's get let's get rid of Fogarty. All right, Toby Sexton, Toby Sexton. Right now the Bulldogs haven't got another halfback. Um, they've got Blake Taft there. They've got Oluwapu there, but they're not gonna be halves. So Sexton currently is their only halfback. 
They want Kyle Flanagan to be a nine. So that's what they've got. That's what they've got to do with. Now, they're in the market for Luai, apparently, but Gus Gould said, came out and said there's been no negotiations or anything, right? So let's just say Sexton's off the board too, because he formed been pretty good. Let's say the ball was ringing back. Tanner Boyd, he's an option. Kieran Foran retires at the end of his deal. He's a, he's not an option. Tyson Gamble. Um, yeah, I would say he's an option. Sean Johnson will retire the a retire a warrior, so he's off the table. Uh, Luke Metcalf will be part of that build, so he's off the table as well. Jay Clifford, I think he's on the table. Uh, Dean, I think he's on the table. Townsend, I think he's on the table. Luai, I would I would say he'll re-sign with Penrith, but I'm going to put him half on the table. Amon, part of the youth movement for the Dragons, he's off the table. Luke Keery, on the table. Sandon Smith, I would say off the table. Uh, Adam Dewey, I would say that's a tough one. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to react to him yet. All right, I'm not going to react to him yet. And Anthony Milford, he's on the table. So right now. If you're a team who doesn't have a half, these are the halves that you are potentially looking at. Tanner Boyd, Jake Clifford, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend, Luai, I'm going to say Lins with Penrith, but potentially Luai, Luke Keary, Anthony Milford. Okay. <clears throat> so. Enticing evil. I don't think I said him. Not, no disrespect. But not many of these halves are break-the-bank halves. I would say Dearden, Luai. That's probably it. Dearden and Luai. Break, a break-the-bank over 800 halves. Yep. So, that obviously depends on Clifford. But I would definitely say Dearden and Luai right now are definitive over 800k market value halves. So, let's say for instance... Let's say, for instance, a club goes and signs Tanner Boyd on 550 600 a year for four years, compared to a Lou ideal of 900k for four years. Is Tanner Boyd being overpaid? Now, that's the question. Is he being overpaid? Because what's on the current market of Tanner Boyd, Tyson Gamble, Jake Clifford, Tom Dearden, Townsend, Luai, Keary, and Milford? What's on the table there? I think you're getting pretty upper echelon of what's available to you to fix the solution now. So, that's my second point. Halves aren't being overpaid because of the availability of the guns. The guns are all locked up. So, when three clubs need halves, when three clubs want to go to battle for halves, you need to put your prices up. (laughs) That's not overpaying. That's just smart recruiting. You have to do that. Right? That's just what you have to do. If you need a half, you have to put your prices up to lure the player over. So, let's bring it into an example. The Tigers, right? Okay. He always talks about the Tigers. I know. But, I'm bringing this into an example. Latu Fainu. Fainu. However you want to pronounce it. 500000 a year. Jaden Sullivan. five fifty a year. Aiden, Aiden Seasons hasn't been revealed, but I'd say it'd be about the 500 mark too. All right? So, oh, I'm, 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 I'm telling you what, I'm about to spit. Okay. So, as of 2020, the average salary of NRL 5.8 was 
dollars. Latu Fayanu comes in as a five eighth. Yep, correct. Okay, so the Tigers sign him for five hundred thousand a year, which is like that's people are balking at that five hundred thousand for a bloke that's never played first grade. What? What? Okay. The cap increases by 25%. So, the average salary of the 5'8", increased by 25%, is $492,269. So, Latu Fainu's $500,000 annual salary, compared to the average salary of $492,269, is... Seven seven thousand eight hundred more. And if Latu Fainu hits his straps like people were expecting him to, even if he even if he becomes a serviceable five eight, like a Matt Moylan level five eight, you've got your money's worth. That's an average salary of a five eight. For someone who's eighteen, nineteen years old and still has plenty of time to develop, you're doing very well for that. Let's let's go Jaden Sullivan too. Um, we'll throw him in there too because it looks like next year he will be the 5'8 for the Tigers um, with Aiden Caesar at the 7. For Jaden Sullivan, he's getting paid an extra uh, 58000 58000 Now, if Jaden Sullivan becomes a, a serviceable half, you're only paying, you know, you know, you're you're basically giving him his market value. If he becomes an average half by the average salary, you're only overpaying him fifty eight thousand annually. If you want to get rid of him, someone will take that on. Let's go to <coughs> Aiden Caesar, Aiden Caesar, and Jack Cogger. So the average halfback salary as of twenty twenty was three hundred seventy two thousand five hundred ninety nine dollars. Given the twenty five percent cap increase. The new average salary would be $465,749. Let's say they're both making five hundred. You get Aiden Caesar for one year where he's like one of the best available sevens on the market. The 35 grand overs. Aiden Caesar, yes, he may be a bit older, but he is a grand finalist half. He's a very good half. And for him to come in, what the Tigers need is a sit-back game manager, direct the team. You want to pay thirty-five grand overs for him? That is a great deal. This is where it comes back to fit, right? So, Bayanu and Sullivan fit the timeline. They fit how Jareen Buller plays. They're great support players. They're quick. They're smart. And Sullivan can manage a game. I think he just needs some development. They fit what the Tigers want. And for the Tigers to play that, pay that a little bit over for those halves on a eight to fifty-eight grand overpay, I think you're, you're chilling. To be honest, let's talk about Cogger, thirty-five grand over. Let's say Gamble goes, you're left with one six. Jack Cogger, if you're paying thirty-five grand over and you have one half, his value for your club shoots through the roof. Because you need him there. And this is what I'm saying. This is why the, the the halves in the current market are being overpaid because of the 25% salary increase. Right? So if you're signing, let's let's say random half. Let's say Fogarty gets 700 k on his next deal. Is Fogarty an above average NRL half? Yes. 
and paying him two hundred grand over what he's worth. Uh, two hundred grand, not over what he's worth. Sorry, two hundred grand more than the average salary of a halfback. You're getting him on a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal. Now, what about representative five eight like Jerome Luai? You pay him, you know, five, you know, double the average salary. The production you get out of Luai is double the average half. It all adds up. It all adds up. If going back to Latu, if Fainu could come in for five hundred k, eight k over the average salary, comes in and gives you eight tries and twelve try assists in his first year. That is amazing. That is almost a try contribution a game. That is an average half. I would take that every single day. And this is why I, I think people are just looking at the sheer value of the contract rather than the maths behind it. I know the Tigers can make some silly moves, but I don't think these are one of them. Quick deep dive into the Tigers too. Luke Brooks, 1.2, whatever you want to call it. They basically lent about two to 300000 over Luke Brooks' salary to bring in three halves for the price of one. Three very good, three serviceable halves. Right now, two with great potential. One that fits brilliantly. I don't think halves are being overpaid. At all. At all. Okay, but to take it back a notch, if Tom Dearden comes out and gets two and a half mil a year, he's being overpaid. Okay, he's being overvalued, he's being overpaid. But if we're sticking everyone to market value, people saying Luai's market value is a million bucks, you, are you serious? Of course it is. He's the only representative half available. People need that. People are going to want that. So they're going to pay the million bucks to get him out of Penrith to bring him to their club. You can make this argument for any position, but I'm seeing a lot of people saying halves are being overpaid, and they're far from it. They're very limited, and to get an experienced, good, quality NRL half, it's going to take a lot of coin, given the current market. So Tom's take? No half is overpaid. They're all getting what they deserve. The figure may seem huge, but their impact is greater. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my little rant. I know I always bring it back to the Tigers, but I appreciate you boys for tuning in. Um, yeah, we'll roll out now, and we'll uh, catch you on the Sunday pod. Jared should be dropping his super pod, but that guy goes muck, man, during the week. i got no clue where he is. So, yeah, thank yous for tuning in. I much appreciate it. Much love, many blessings. i catch you on Sunday.